Welcome to WebseriesOnFire.com, where talented filmmakers share their inspiring stories from concept to execution. And now, here is your host, Peter Papa Giorgio. Welcome to WebseriesOnFire.com. I'm your host, Peter Papa Giorgio, and I'm going to be sharing the stories and the journeys of the creators of the hottest new web series in the entertainment industry. Today, I got two guests. I got Brent Harvey. He's an actor, a director, and a writer. And I have the co-director of the project, Joanne Bronson. And the name of the web series is called Struggling. Brent, are you ready to ignite the entertainment industry with your web series? And you too, Joanne? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. How hokey can you get with that question, right? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, Brent, you want to give us a quick glimpse of your personal life? Oh, my personal life. Um, what personal life? Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know you had a military background. Would you go to school? Would you grow up? Oh, so, yeah. So I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. I grew up on the east side of Indianapolis. Um, you know, Midwestern life. Half my time was in the city. Half my time was on the farm. My family had a farm. Um, okay. Yeah, so, so uh, did you have to get up early and all that, and like at four o'clock yeah. in the morning? No, not it wasn't an active farm like that. It, it we we weren't an active farm like in that sense with cattle and 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 uh, crops and all that stuff. But um, but no, my my dad had a, a business, a family business, and so yeah, he still made me get up and and work. So there, yes, that quite answer your questions. Yes. Oh, okay. But, well, he's you know he, he set he set that structure for you, very early on. Yeah, and I mean, he, yeah, in a sense, he did because he was like, you, you got to get up and work. We gotta, we gotta make money. We gotta pay bills. So you know, it's still that Midwestern farm mentality in that sense. Nice. And yeah. So I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was gonna say, and then you know, uh, you know, growing up there, and then um, I ended up joining the Marine Corps. Uh, just because I didn't want to go to college, I you know I didn't want to do another four years of school or anything. Uh, excuse the motorcycle, uh, <laughs> but but uh, didn't want to do another four years of college. But I knew I wanted to get out. But of course, in the Midwest, you know, the Midwest doesn't they don't really believe in dreams. They you know they have the whole you know uh, go to college, meet somebody, get married, buy a house, have kids, rinse and repeat type thing. So. Um, so for me to, you know, when I was in second grade, I wanted to be an, an actor in Hollywood. So nobody knew how to tell me how to do that or really the encouragement to. So, so I was going to ask you about that. So basically at second grade, you, you knew you wanted to do it. Yeah, they, yeah. they, it was, fu it's funny how it happened. Uh, we did a, it was grandparents day and they put a, together this, this little play to show the grandparents as they came in. And my best friend at the time, he was to play this cowboy. And he got stage fright and couldn't do it. And then he goes, you do it. He hands me the hat and everything. And I go up there and I'm just like, I have one line, but, um, you know, my grandfather's there and everything and I'm just frightened. But we did it. And afterwards, I just had this rush of adrenaline. And I was just like, this is what I want to do. Um, and so, yeah, that was that was when it was all started. Um, was that day, but it was like, you know, as a kid, people are always going, what do you want to be when you grow up? And for a while there, every week it was something different. And then I realized that moment that if I was an actor, I could do all of it in one lifetime. 
Right. Yeah. Cool. And then you joined the military, and then you you moved out to L.A. Well, yeah. So I joined the the Marine Corps actually as a combat photographer. I I no lie, I walked into the recruiting office because my best friend had already joined, so I knew the guys already from taking him in there a lot. And I walk in, and I was just like, all right. I had no other option, but I want to get out. And I was just like, all right. And I, I walked in. I said, do you guys have anything in acting? Uh-huh. And they, and the recruiter goes, Harvey, it's the Marine Corps. <laughs> I had to ask. And he's like, no. And I was like, what do you have that's in the creative? He goes, we have graphic design and, and photography, combat photography. So I was already doing photography. My grandfather was a photographer. So I joined – as a photographer so I could do something creative and uh in in the Marine Corps I met a guy who because it was it was photo and video and so we would shoot pictures they would shoot the video we'd go out in teams they'd edit videos together and I had a guy he I always looked at him like a young Spielberg he was making films when he was a kid he he really studied films he, he educated me on film and uh he showed me how to how to shoot he showed me how to edit We'd shoot skits together, things like that in our downtime. That's funny that you're learning filmmaking in the military. In the military, yeah. 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 Uh, and and I did it because, you know, I still wanted to act, but I needed a, a, a way to do it. And so, you know, we just shot these little films. And then after after I got out, uh, I, I came up to Los Angeles to start at my acting career. Cool. Joanne, you, you yeah. want to tell the audience about your uh, personal life? Just- yeah, sure. Um, I grew up in Miami, Florida until I was about the age of 17. I was always in the arts. My background was, um, gra- funnily enough, he went into photography and I was doing graphic design. Um, so I started in costume wear and uh, graphic design, went to college for that, uh, went into film, doing costume for a year and realized how much it wasn't for me because I was more of a creator. And mm-hmm. I, it, it was you know, costuming, unfortunately, like the first couple of years, a lot of it is just shopping and, and styling. And I was more into just creating things from scratch. So um, so I went back into school and went into film and animation. So I, have a th- I was into 3D animation for a really long time. Uh, did you learn like Maya and all that? Yeah, exactly. I was into all the programs. Um, and funnily enough, I was terrible at it. And my teacher advised me to go to take an acting class to help me because in animation you um, watch a lot of your own video of yourself doing things characters would do and then you animate against that and he basically told me I was really bad (laughs) so that my animations were really bad and that I needed an acting class to help loosen me up because I was I was a computer nerd I was in the I was in the labs 15 hours a day and they're in the dungeon of the school so it's like and this is in Miami right no, this is, I'm sorry, yeah, I jumped around. Um, yeah. I do costume, I went to New York for four years, and then I went back to Miami for my year on set, and then after that, I oh, got okay. re- to Detroit. Did, did you go to FIT in, in New York? Or? Yes. Oh, yes. you did? Okay. Yeah, 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 I went to FIT. Because um, my friend of mine is a professor there. He teaches uh, accessories. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's a great school. It was, it was an amazing experience moving to New York and living that life there. It, was, it changed my life for sure. Nice. Yeah. So then I did a year on set back in Miami. And then after that, I moved to Detroit because I got recruited there to finish my degree. And that's when I started filming animation. So I was in Detroit, actually, for 
seven or eight years. Um, I finished my degree. I ended up staying there because I, I pursued acting after that acting class I took and started training there after I finished my degree in film and animation. So while I was in Detroit, I was um, creating my, my first web series. I created there with a group of actors that I met in classes. And I, I was like... I was always pursuing both at the same time. I was always directing, but I was always acting as well and training in both simultaneously. It's like I can't pick one thing. I had to do everything. Um, so from there, it just got to a point where, you know, unfortunately in Detroit, you know, the entertainment industry was booming, but then a new governor came in and took away the incentives, the big mm -hmm. incentives so much film there. So I had always planned to moving to California, and that's how I ended up here. I, I moved to L.A., to keep pursuing the dream. Oh, nice. How, how did you guys meet for the project? So I was a, so for six years I taught acting at a studio here in Los Angeles. And then Joanna was uh, in, a, in a class that I substituted for at one point. And that's how we initially met. Oh, nice. She, okay. Yeah. And she was like somebody that was always willing to show up and do the work and you know which is surprisingly rare in LA like people that are willing that you know a lot of people say uh, I'll do anything to make it and then you go okay here's what is required and they don't show up so she's somebody that always just kept showing up and actually quickly became a creative partner in the sense of like wasn't also wasn't just looking to be led um by the nose or anything but had enough had ideas and were, was willing to like build upon yeah things. a lot of people out in la they just it's like it's more of a, it's a dream but they don't want to put the effort in yeah oh man they, they want instant success yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> kevin hart says everybody wants to be famous no one wants to do the work yeah. that's true you yeah. want to tell uh um brent and you know joanne feel free to always you know interject too tell you want to tell us what the uh web series struggling is about so it's struggling's about a, an eclectic group of actors, basically that are that are trying to make it in Hollywood, you know. And it, it covers the the day to day stuff of of hustling, of like everything from getting an agent to going to an audition to dating in L.A. or just having a, finding a group of friends in L.A., which um, I'm it's, sure it's you difficult, know. yeah. It's it's so funny. I, I I did. I lived in Florida for a couple years in between, and uh, people that I met day one there. I went to a baby shower day one. Those people are still my friends. This ten years later. So, uh, L.A. I've been here for nine, coming up on nine years, and there's very there's less than a handful of people. And it's so weird, you're, you know. You're, you're judged by by your IMDb credits. You're just <laughs> you're just by a lot of stuff. Also, <laughs> and and the car you drive. In the car you drive. Uh, it, you know, the swingers nailed it, you know. Yeah, that scene. Yeah, yeah. I love that First, movie. Like, what do you drive? And he's yeah, like yeah. A, a Prius or whatever. She and she walks away, but uh but it's other I think because, you know, succeeding in this industry, it there's so much hustle involved. People get yeah. burnt out. 
I think one of my favorite things that Brent said in this process about um, the series, like a really great description of it, is it was his love letter to the Midwest because it's also yeah. about you know sharing what we do with people who don't understand it. Because people think, oh, you're just an actor, like you're just an actor waiting for a role, and it's like, no, you know, there's, and I feel like actors sometimes get a bad rap in series that are on television and things because they're not portrayed in the Daily Hustler. Like there are there are groups of actors that just Every day they wake up and it's it's our job to hustle and figure out this business and market ourselves because we are the product. And That's yeah. true, yeah. And it, it's basically, it's like, it's constant job interviews in a way, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's such an important part of the industry now. It's like, you know, people don't realize that, you know, actors, it's no longer okay just, I mean, not okay, but it's not longer enough just to be an actor. You have to be a creator. You have to be a director. You have to take on new um, talents and roles and take the time to learn them because it's not something you just, oh, I'm going to be a director and the next day you're like directing a series. Like it takes a lot of time and effort and energy to learn different things. Sure, with with a lot of failure in between, but I mean, you're not going to get better until you fail. <laughs> so the series, basically what I want to do with it was, it was two things. One, I wanted to, I wanted to show the industry because like Joanna said, is that um, from my perception of, how actors or Hollywood is portrayed. There's really only two for actors. Either it's the entourage where he's already a movie star. It's just like, oh, you were born to be a movie star. Or there's the other side of it, which is everybody's a whiny act. They're untalented and they're just waiting for a break type thing. And, you know, my experience, my friends and myself, there's so much more. So part of it is I want, I wanted to show the industry from my point of view. I wanted to express a lot of frustrations but then I also wanted to ex show my family in the Midwest, you know, what it is because they couldn't quite get it. So the series as a whole, it goes through a lot of different stuff um, from, you know, the, the episodes are standalone, but they're also connected and they build upon each other from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. I got so, that, yeah. yeah, so so it's it's really about it's it's about being an actor in L.A., but it's also about being a human being and dealing with success and failure and, and you know in pursuit of your dreams because I think I feel that this it could also if, if it wasn't acting in Hollywood it could be somebody else pursuing their dreams it could be the same type story because it is you there's a lot you invest emotionally intellectually uh, energetically there's sacrifices you make in order to uh, pursue your dreams so that's that's really what the web series is about it's about you know the journey of of going against what majority of people do and, and following your dreams and the cost of it and also the 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 the, um, the success of it if you will but I always like to ask people your inspiration and in other words did did you have like an aha moment like prior to doing a web series say I'm gonna you know I'll write write what I know it, you know it was a it was a perfect storm of, of things in my life um, I quit teaching uh, full time uh, because it was just it was taking me away from my focus on myself, my own career, and so um, it was a after that it was a couple aha moments. One, I was in an audition, and I ran into a guy I'd worked with on a project uh, a couple years before, and he was he's over he's he's in his sixties. Um, in the eighties, he was, he was a well-established actor and he's sitting there and I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's like, Oh, I'm here to audition for this like commercial. And I'm, and I look around and just see all these people just like the way I perceive is fighting for breadcrumbs. 
and yeah, I was just, just chill. Like, yeah, I, yeah. You know, and I was like, I the, and I realized that moment. I realized how big the odds are stacked against you by playing that climb ladder type game. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it didn't settle well with me. Um, and then about a week later, um, there was a TV show that a buddy of mine was uh, was uh, working on. And he developed a character based off of me and my military experience. And he, you know, he told me, he goes, hey, man, um, uh, I, I wrote this based off of you. I can't give you the role, but I can get you an audition for it. And it's uh, I, I had like three months to prep for it because the project kept getting bumped. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, the, you know, and it was it was one of the main characters. And I was like, this is finally my opportunity to get in the door. And I prepped for for three months, and then the main producer ended up giving to his best friend who was not qualified. Or yeah, nothing they had, new. They had to literally rewrite the whole role because he was older. He didn't match anything to it, and that put me in a complete tailspin. Um, Man, like you must you, have been pissed off. Oh, uh, it, it was a lot of stuff. It yeah. was really that's where the last episode of Struggling came in. Was that the the breakdown mm -hmm. uh, based off of that? Um, because it was like. It, it was that, you know, what you see in the movies or television about an you know, actor going through it. And it was just like a complete, like, you know, disappointment on so many levels. Um, and then I, I, I realized, I, if I, you know, I wasn't going to give up, but I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. So I was like, I have to create my way out of this. I have to make my own opportunity. But I didn't know what. So I started, like, just leaving myself open to... Uh, being inspired by something so i just started writing stuff writing stuff but then i, I remembered that uh somebody told me that Issa ray her the insecure show had originally started as a web series called awkward black girl so yes, i went back yeah, and yeah. Watched it. right so i went back and watched it and the production quality was so um nothing special right right it was such a low budget, but so the concept was brilliant. You could, yeah, you could hear her voice. Her point of view was very clear. And I realized then that if the studio looked at it and said, look, she doesn't have the money for the production, but she has the voice. We have the money for production. She has the voice. We can create something together. And I said, and, and, you know, with my resource and experience, I go, okay, if she can do that with that, I can do something. Um, with that. So at that moment, about four ideas that I've been kicking around for a couple of years, all just kind of collided into one and became the inspiration. And I was like, like you said, I'm, I'm going to write what I know. And I, I, like, I, I wanted to, I wanted to express my frustrations, but also the love of the industry. I wanted to, you know, we had 43 actors playing 76 different roles. There were a bunch, as a teacher, there were a bunch of actors that became friends that I, that are very talented. And I was like, you know, I want to work with all these people. And I was like, it would take me a lifetime to work with all these people on individual projects. True, yeah. so, like if I put them all in this for these small roles, we can all just play together. And that's what it became is just like inviting my friends for, they'd come over for, for an hour, maybe two tops and we'd shoot their scene and just have a lot of fun. Was there a lot of improvisation? Not too much. I, I'd say about, maybe 10, 15% at times, but for the most part, everything that you see is, was scripted. It, it was the way it was written. So basically from concept to creation, basically you wrote everything down and you had like a reading with the actors and 
No, no. I, I sat okay. down. I like that mo that moment of spark happened when I watched Issa Rae's web series. It happened um, one day. The next day, I started writing. Um, six days later, and it was literally for two, three hours at a time. Six days later, I was I had all eight episodes. Um, I think a week later, we were filming. Wow! So yeah, it was it was like it was go it was go. I was inspired. I was passionate. I saw it. Under a month for sure. Yeah, we wow. from 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 writing the first first script to completion was just over four and a half weeks. Cool. Did uh, did you when you were shooting? Did you have any obstacles to overcome? Or the biggest obstacle uh -huh. like, now is sound. Sound was the obstacle. <laughs> Actors well, you got you guys shot on uh, shot on an iPhone, right? Yes, but we did have our sound set up. We had mics and uh, shotgun mics and lavaliers, and we had whole sound set up because we knew that without sound, it's just we had an H4N yeah uh, recorder. We did an indie gorilla style for sure. Um, um, but was, but our sound issues were because you know you don't have permits, and we're doing this very much um, just shoot and go style uh, on the run. You know, our biggest problem we would we were really good at scheduling. Like we got really good at scheduling, so we don't want to um, overexhaust our actors or people helping us because everybody donated their time basically. And so we were che keeping between two to four hour shoot days. And the only reason it ever went over two hours is because of sound. Like there's a helicopter, mm. there's a lawnmower. Today's street cleaning. Like yeah. things like that held us up. I remember one like the one of the worst ones was like we got held up for an, an hour and a half. Because I don't know what was happening in LA, but there were sirens. Like there was five cop cars and then sirens. And yeah, man. But we had to shoot this one. It was the only day we had planned for it. Yeah. But what, I mean, what, sound. Which, sound was the issue. Sound is the issue. What? What? Uh, what? Which iPhone was it? iPhone Seven S. Now, did you, did you have to in regards to when you were shooting it? Is there like a uh, an app that you can download? There is. We didn't look into that beforehand, so we just used the raw camera stuff. Um, Which we realized literally right after the shoot, we were done with everything. Like, oh, there's a whole community of iPhone yeah. filmmakers, and we didn't like. We just got so excited about the project that we jumped into it without doing the research on the on the iPhone because there is there are apps that you can use for the phone for the phone so that you can manually. Um, do everything you would do on a regular camera. I, I remember there was a movie, I think it was called Tangerine, that was shot on an iPhone. Yeah. Tan Tangerine, and then Steven Soderbergh just did one um, that he shot, in the the horror film he shot entirely on the iPhone. Yeah, Tangerine was great. Oh, film. it's not, is it out yet or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, it, it, yeah, it was released a couple months back. Um, oh, wow. Can't think of the name off, of it offhand, but yeah, he shot it entirely. He used the anamorphic lenses and, you know, he... He upped it a little bit um, as far as he added things to it that they've come out with to add to your attach to the camera apps, things like that. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's possible. Um, and, you know, it's, it's good because since you shot it on an iPhone, it was all pretty much – it was all a handheld phone, I remember. So Yeah, so we it was bought a – easier to shoot. <laughs> bought a gimbal to put the phone in and um, that kept it steady. So, yeah, it was. You know, and it was funny because, you know, I – in I, Traditionally, I've been using my DSLR to shoot. My biggest frustration with the DSLR was to go back and review. You'd have to literally jump to the beginning and watch it all the way through in real time. What I discovered with the iPhone, which I, I didn't think about, which is that I could scrub through 
to where I wanted to and watch the part. And it cut down on so much time to just go back and say, did, did we get it? Or, you know, did, did it mess up? You could just, you can scrub through the video and see it, you know, as quickly as possible. That saved us a ton of time. Oh yeah. Did, yeah. Do you basically, I'm, I'm gathering you didn't really have a budget. It was just like everyone just kind of donated their time and everybody donated yeah. their time. The budget, we bought a few props here and there. It was mostly food with the gimbal, like was $250. By the end of it, so with all the production costs we put in, which we didn't fully track, but I estimated with all the production cost, and we submitted, and the cost of submitting it to Sundance, we were under four hundred and fifty dollars. Oh yeah, great man. Now, uh, did you edit on Final Cut on Premiere and Avid? Um, we've uh, Premiere. Okay. We did all Premiere. Yeah. Um, it just became you know because that's that became the. Uh, easiest way to do it yeah and um, all the graphics were on after effects yeah right. and then after oh, okay now what what's your next plan in regards to struggling well season two pla um well, tell us so, what platforms you can you're on you're on and, and you know moving forward to is we initially put it up on funnier die it's on funnier die it's on uh youtube but i mean currently right now as we speak we're in the middle of um Emmy campaign for it. So we found out a few months back that the Television Academy has a, a category that you can submit web series, and it puts you, uh, it qualifies you for primetime Emmys. So we submitted it um, on a whim, and we found out just over a month ago that we were in. Right at the end of the deadline, they let us know that we were in. So we've nonstop wow. for yeah for a month and a half now. Uh, we've been going nonstop 20-hour days on an Emmy campaign. So it's actually up for two Emmys, one for Outstanding Short Form Comedy or Drama Series and one for um, Best Actor in um, Comedy or Drama Series, Short Form Comedy or Drama Series. So right now is that voting's open for the Academy members, voting's open until Monday. Um, and then on July 12th, they released the nominations. Um, so right now our goal with struggling is to get the nomination and then to get the wins. Um, the initial idea with, what, with it was one, it was just for my passion project. But then I was like, you know, uh, I started researching networks and everything. And I found that HBO and comedy central would be the best place to park it. And I would, my goal was to get it pitched to them and develop it to a full series um, and I want to, you know, I, I have a bigger world. It's not just in the web series. It's more just me kind of guiding everybody through. Whereas in the full series, it'll be more of a, a eclectic uh, group of people um, that tell different storylines uh, that branch off. So uh, I have a full series idea and sketched out so that well, I mean, you have the, you have the proof of concept right now out there. Well, and that was the thing is, you know, was struggling for me is that even with the idea on paper, it would be tough for people to actually see. So I was like, if I film it, they'll they'll be able to see, you know, with graphics and all, because Joanna and I were inspired by um, uh, Stranger Than Fiction, how they use the graphics in that, especially at the beginning. So yeah, it's one of my favorite films. We were inspired by a lot of things and we wanted to, you know, we wanted to tell you know, a story that we feel hasn't really been told with, with a lot of different 
uh, people points of view, stand up comedians, you know, we, and then as, as we've been doing this and so much has happened since just last year doing this with, um, the Weinstein thing and with a whitewash and, and all these topics that have come up that, you know, is, it's a perfect outlet for that, that those stories that we've experienced and we've seen our friends go through being minorities or, you know, um, whatever it is in this industry, um, those are the stories we want to tell, not just, you know, being famous or, you know, seeking fame, but actually uh, real stories about um, all all the things that come with pursuing your dreams and especially in Hollywood and, you know, how things change so quick and one minute this is popular, that's popular and how we as artists can really use our voices to uh, bring light to uh, topics and um, situations with our, through with and through our art. Cool. Brett, you want to give the audience your uh, contact information and Joanna too? Yeah, so you can, if you want to check out everything, uh, you can go to uh, aholeproductions.com, which is A-W-H-O-L-E productions.com, uh, which you can get all our, our info on there. My, my handle on Instagram and pretty much everything is Brent Harvey Films. Uh, yeah, my handle on everything is Joanna Bronson. And just saying, like, the email on the website, um, it's actually, funnily <laughs> enough, it's aholeprods at gmail.com. Okay. Somebody had a-hole production, so we said, you know what, let's make it a-hole-prods. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. All right, well, guys, thanks for being on webseriesonfire.com. Thank you, man. And it was a lot so of much. fun. Yeah. Cool, it was a lot of fun, and good luck. Well, that wraps up webseriesonfire.com. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please email me at webseriesonfire at gmail.com. Please like us on Facebook and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to webseriesonfire.com with your host, Peter Papa Giorgio. We'll catch you next time.